Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop. Today, we are talking all about drinking culture. Yes, we are going to do our best to keep this one uh, lice and conversational and not fill it with boring facts and figures. We'll, we'll put in uh, just a little bit of history and facts. Yeah, it should be fun. So, I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I uh, picked it up recently on uh, a trip to Japan where I couldn't get the Akushu because it was sold out. <laughs> Big surprise. Big surprise. <laughs> but um, yeah, got uh, got the Suntory Old Whiskey and we are pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really sweet for a whiskey. Yeah. It's really sweet. It's more like a rum than a... Than a whiskey. Mm, it's definitely a whiskey. It's got those whiskey notes, that whiskey aftertaste. Mm. But yeah, it's yeah, very. I'm not even sure I can describe it. Other than sweet. Yeah, like honey, kind of sweet, not sugar sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Um, it it's of course made by Suntory because they own a lot of stuff. But interestingly, they seem to be a company that buys and sells relatively quickly. They they buy uh buy something, build it up, and then sell it, and that is what they use to create wealth. Versus mm. having a a horde of companies like Diageo or Bacardi. Yeah, and and they do just hoard, and they collect more, and they collect more. Mm. The great booze oligarchs. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I like the way Suntory does it because they take something, they make it better, they sell it probably to Diageo, <laughs> <laughs> and then we. We profit by having a better product. Hmm. Uh, but we are here today to talk about drinking culture, not Suntory. Yes, and uh, I mean, Suntory is a part of drinking culture, obviously, because they make a lot of different drinks. But yes, the companies are not the culture. The companies exist because of the people and the culture that makes them exist, that mm. gives them a reason to exist. Yeah, yeah, because the world is obsessed with alcohol yeah and it's part of so many things i mean it plays a part in in celebrations in relaxing in socializing in major events yeah like if you celebrate you crack a bottle of champagne if you're coming home after a long day you crack a beer yeah yeah if you're celebrating someone's birthday Hmm. You usually have your drink of choice, whatever that may be. At weddings, there tends to be beer, wine, sometimes spirits, definitely sparkling white. Almost always sparkling white. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's usually as much wine as one could drink at weddings. Mm. And, of course, there's uh, also the, the fact that um, alcohol is an important part of uh, employment. That it creates lots of jobs through mm. the bar and pub industries, through hospitality. Yeah, there's so many bars, pubs, clubs. Everyone goes and gets drunk and has a good time. And has a good time, yeah. yeah. 
Like people use it as a social lubricant. If you're nervous, you have a drink to calm your nerves to, so you can actually go and talk to people. Mm, and it's, it's sort of become ingrained in, in our society as mm. something that people do. Even before you go out, you might pre-drink because the drinks are so yeah. expensive. Because you need to have a few under your belt to be sure that the conversation flows and is comfortable. Because mm. people are worried and they want that social lubricant. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 getting to a point where I think people are uncomfortable with people not drinking. Yeah, and certainly that's uh, where peer pressure comes comes into. I think people are like, well, you have a drink. Oh, you you don't want to drink. Why don't you want to drink? Don't you drink? And mm. it. It goes on with that line of questioning, and yeah. then, oh, just one drink. One drink won't hurt. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, if you if you're driving, like you can sometimes use that as an excuse. Um, but yeah, people get really uncomfortable because they, it's it's like a cultural expectation that everyone drinks, mm. and having someone that doesn't drink, it forces people to examine their their own drinking habits. Yeah, and I, I think to to some extent as well, when people are drinking, if they're at like a a party and they're planning to have a late one or something, they're they're expecting to maybe get a little bit silly, and they they may worry that someone who is who is designated Dave, who is the designated driver, is going to judge them on their actions, is going to remember the things that they do mm. after they've been drinking, and they're hoping nobody remembers that, or that <laughs> everyone else is drunk enough to not care. Yeah. Even if they remember, it's just part of a good time. Exactly. I I spent about a year not drinking, and it was really interesting seeing people's reaction. Like, initially, I just started using the excuse, oh, I'm driving. And people were like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fair. And then I got comfortable with not drinking, and I, w- I would own it. And people were a little uncomfortable with that to begin with, but I think people quickly forgot because they were all drunk. Yeah. They're well, all drinking themselves. If somebody knows somebody long enough and they don't drink, people eventually go, oh, that's so-and-so, he doesn't drink. Mm. And it's just accepted that that person doesn't drink and they're good fun anyway. Yeah. But it it's like you've got to prove that you're still fun when you're sober. Yeah. And that's that's definitely a big part of the, the culture. Mm. The expectation is you'll be more fun if you're drunk. drunk. And I think possibly we can... I remember in uh, an episode of Friends, and this is going back a ways, though it's still on repeats all the time. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. they make like a million dollars a month. Oh, sorry, a million dollars a year still. Each of the actors from royalties. From wow, and yes, yeah, so I remember there's there was a, an episode or two of Friends where there was this character called Party Steve. I think it was Party Steve, Party something anyway, and he was always drunk, and they all encouraged him not to drink. And then he hung out with them and they're like, well, Party Steve's really boring. <laughs> and potentially through all of the times that we've even accidentally, well, it's just come on TV or we've been doing something else, mm. watched Friends. and So it, it's that hard to, to watch Friends? you got to accidentally watch it? Just like stumble into seeing an episode? <laughs> well, I mean, there's, you know, the, the first one or two or three or seven times you might watch it on purpose, but then it just happens to be on. Because mm. it's always on. But my, my point is I think that the party Steve thing of someone who's really fun and then becomes really boring may have somehow ingrained itself in our psyche mm. through so many years of that. Or potentially it ended up in Friends because it was already a thing. I think so. 
because I've never watched Friends. Like, I've probably watched an episode, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I mean, probably collectively in all the times it just happened to be on when you turned on the telly. Yeah, it might have been a whole might have, might be a whole episode worth. Yeah. It all but it all comes back to people don't pe- people just want to have a good time. People want to feel like part of the crew, part of the crowd and being the only person like because everybody drinks. Being the only person that doesn't drink puts you as the outsider potentially. Yeah. Yes, that's that's quite true. And I suppose on on a global scale, drinking it's it's universal. Mm. Like there's some cultural drinking things that are very specific to Australia, but you know there's some things that are very specific to anywhere. You mm. know, like like the stuff we covered in our etiquette episode. Every culture has its own special drinking culture things, but the one universal truth is that everybody has drinking in their culture. Yeah. Like, you know, Japan's whole drink to get to know the boss better thing. The boss takes you out for drinks and you pour their drinks. Mm. Although there are a few cultures that don't have drinking and that tends to be the the Islanders, Australian uh, natives, uh, New Zealand natives, um, the Polynesian people. I I believe they don't have any drinking culture at all. Traditionally, they they got it from us. Yeah, Yeah, they got it from us. Westerners, us. Yeah, we we introduced it, and uh, largely it destroyed them. Mm. And they're only now recovering. Uh, yeah, I suppose. But as as a culture that has embraced drinking, they've really struggled. Yeah, really and I think struggled. in in part because they certainly in in Australia, the uh, Indigenous Australians embraced drinking as hard as anybody else. Mm. But because they haven't. Um, been doing it for as long they haven't had six thousand six thousand years worth of drinking in their history they've hit it as hard as we hit it with that six thousand years of drinking history and not coped yeah because our, our bodies have over the years developed to handle it better hmm. and i think that i think there's actually scientific proof behind that I and mean, i haven't looked that up because i'm trying not to do dry figures after that last one where i just <laughs> threw dry figure after dry figure after dry figure and i'm sorry dear listeners if you sat through that entire episode and were bored good we'll, work for sitting through that entire episode yeah we'll, we'll try not to do it again if you sat through the entire episode and you loved the figures i'm sorry that i'm not doing more of them but <laughs> we're trying to uh Please, everybody who listens. I'm I'm sure the people that are listening are enjoying the episode so far. So far. I hope you're enjoying, enjoying the episode so far. We we enjoy recording the episodes. Yes. Hmm. And uh, speaking of in enjoyment, let's let's bring a, a little bit of fact in here. Right. Just, just a little, because a big part of drinking culture, it starts very young. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, very young. And... Uh, starts with... Uh, uh, the children watching their parents drink or fetch, fetching beers for the dad. Yeah, fe- exactly. Fe- fetching beers, perhaps. And according to a 2010 survey conducted in Australia, 88% of the people surveyed had consumed alcohol by the time they were 14. Yeah, I'd be part of that stat. Um, mm. I had a. I remember having shandies when I was like 10, 11. I'd have yeah. like a, a shot glass full of uh, half lemonade, half beer. And I, I have yeah similar similar memories of of that sort of thing, and I suppose that's that's part of it. You you introduce it, and I guess the idea is well better to learn about alcohol at home 
than to let it because you're gonna like mm. that's if you're in Australia you are going to drink yeah. probably. And, well, the for the people that don't drink, good on you. Like it's really hard because of all the the cultural pressure that people put on you. The the social pressure, the peer, peer pressure. Yeah, absolutely the the peer pressure and and the um and just to to throw another figure out here that the, the peer pressure starts in as soon as people turn 18. The expectation is on your 18th you're going to go to a bottle shop or go to a pub. And uh, two-thirds of, um, of 18 to 25-year-olds believe that um, they drink to get drunk. That's, that's why they do it. Mm. I'm surprised it's not higher because mo- I would say a lot of people that, that drink drink to get drunk from, from experience. Like it, it's, I, I'm starting to see that uh, as, as you get older, some people get the idea that you don't have to drink to get drunk. Mm, that you can drink for the enjoyment of taste, for the appreciation of the beverage. Mm, but the because I have a boat, I hang out hang out with a lot of boaties, and they drink to get drunk every night. Oh, yeah, that's got to get expensive. Yeah, it it probably does, and it's not good for your body as well. Yeah. Oh no, definitely not. And uh, but that um, Bodies are not the only guys that or girls that drink to get drunk every night. I would say tradies are another big one. Uh, public servants are another big one as mm. well. Um, yeah, they, statistically, very high amount of alcohol consumption amongst public servants. Yeah, because they're, they're all overworked and um, understaffed. Yeah, and I, I would uh, imagine that that's part of the whole. Alcohol helps to de-stress. Alcohol helps you to relax. Mm. So after you've had a hard day, uh, physically or mentally, as a trader or public servant or whatever, yeah, you go, okay, I'm going to have a beer. I'm going to have a, a scotch. I'm going to have whatever. Mm. Uh, it, but it's really interesting. There's some. There's a study that came out recently that said that people don't. People who are depressed don't drink alcohol. Alcohol contributes to depression so people people aren't sad because they drink no people don't drink because they're sad people are sad because they drink so the alcohol causes um causes you to feel more stressed and more depressed than you would if you didn't drink Mm, i mean it's um it's definitely been proven to be a, a depressant but I think if, you, if you're in a good mood, it seems to magnify the good mood. But if you're sort of in a neutral mood, it does seem to drag it down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, it, uh, it's a really tough, tough thing to, to combat. But yeah. if, if, you're, if you're struggling with alcohol consumption, it's fine to get help. No one's going to criticize you for it. Everyone needs a hand occasionally. Yeah, absolutely. And... Uh, culture or not it's it's best to do what's best for you yeah look out for number one and uh i guess it's probably a a pretty poor segue by our standards but um (laughs) but let's let's bring it around to uh to talking about more cultural things again and uh, specifically the australian cultural uh, thing of uh, the shout yeah well let's 
let's bring the conversation back to something a little more positive. We, mm. We've talked about the bad things about drinking culture. So let's talk about the, the fun things about drinking culture. Yeah, like when, when you're out with friends at, at a bar and, um, you know, you make it the first round, you'll shout the next round and hmm. off it goes. And the, the shout is an interesting thing that seems to be not uniquely Australian, but definitely very popular here. And no one else calls it a shout. Yeah. Or it's your round to, to buy drinks. Yeah. It's, I, I do like the, the shout because... Um, it, it, I guess it helps you to get to know your, your friends better, or it helps to grow the circle of trust and friendship because yeah. you, you, you're buying drinks for everyone. And then yet the, the guy next to you is buying drinks for everyone. It's like, oh, Hey, everyone's buying me stuff. Hmm, and well, the, the expectation is not that you'll get anything back at the same time you do it knowing that you should. Like that, if you're going to be there for a while and everybody gets around, yeah, then you'll get as much as you bought, and it all balances out. Hmm. And you, well, you pay for as much as you yeah. drank. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 definitely a, a mateship thing. That's that's a very Aussie term, mateship. Hmm. But it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I know the English are different in their drinking habits. Um, the old older English generation would go to the pub on their way home, have a have a drink or two and and then head home to have dinner and probably another couple of drinks with the missus. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I recall in uh, in nineteen fifties America or thereabouts it was you know popular to go home and have a, a martini or something. Mm. Depending on which bracket you fell into financially which social bracket yeah yeah oh that that's something interesting like something interesting the um the what what the the more wealthy people drink compared to run-of-the-mill people or the the middle class versus the high class versus the the lower social class i guess um because most people just drink wine anyway but i suppose as you earn more you buy nicer wine because you can. Mm, but I suppose they still drink as, as much of it. This this brings us back to mm. that episode where I was uh, talking about um, Jay-Z's drinking bill. Oh, yeah, the, like, $40,000 drinking yeah. bill. Yeah, and so, like, he was drinking the same way anybody would, but mm. with far more expensive liquor. Yeah. That's a crazy amount of alcohol, like, cost per liter of alcohol yeah so i guess that's that's a cultural thing as well like mm. there's people still expect to drink as much but they also expect that because he's loaded it's gonna yeah. be yeah better stuff it makes it makes sense yeah i mean um, if, you, if you can afford to buy nicer stuff why wouldn't you buy nicer stuff that is the whole reason you and i drink craft beer mm, that's that's true though we we also respect it enough to know that on a a nice where we intend to perhaps get a little bit silly. You don't drink something nice all night <laughs> because there's a point where you're not going to appreciate it. Or if it's a, a full flavored beer, like the, the pirate life IPA, that's a super nice beer, but whew, you can only drink like three of them at tops because it's such a, a meaty drink that 
after can number three, your your, your taste buds are overloaded. Mm, and you got to have something a bit more subtle. Mm. Or something that goes down a bit easier, like a um, a lager. Yeah, because then obviously you want to stick with beer after starting on beer. But mm. yeah, and uh, since we're talking about beer, let's bring it back to history because beer is very historical. And uh, there's a little bit of history there. This history relates to rum. And this is just to, I suppose, towards the end of the episode, bring it back to the beginning of drinking in Australian culture, which actually begins in uh, 1788 when Australia was first colonized by the Europeans because they began paying people in part with rum. And um, yeah, part, part of their pay. So there were... Like the the convicts who were working, they were partly paid in money and partly paid in rum. And that, in fact, 20 years after colonization led to something you've mentioned in a previous episode, which was the Rum Rebellion. Oh, of course. Because they decided that people could no longer barter with rum. They made it illegal to barter with alcohol, but that was half their pay. Yeah. So, so of course, people revolted. Yeah. And then they had to drink it, mm. too. They couldn't trade with it so they had to drink it which makes a suddenly turned a whole pile of people alcoholics yeah didn't it yeah exactly and uh, of course the the rum rebellion was also the only successful armed takeover of government in australian history yeah and not that it's particularly long history but historically it means that going right back to the beginning we were up in arms about what we could do with our alcohol (laughs) and now we have no power about what happens with our alcohol. At, at all, yeah. No. But we, we still drink it very heavily. Mm. We barter for it instead of with it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, buying rounds came from the English uh, pub houses. A, um, a retired journalist, William Greaves, he made up a set of etiquette guidelines as a Saturday morning essay in a, an old newspaper known as Greaves Rules. They were based upon his long experience of bars and pubs. And yeah, that's pretty much where it started. And then the the Daily Telegraph published that clipping again in 1993. And suddenly all those rules were in all the bars and pubs all around the United Kingdom. And then of course it made its way over here with the first fleet, I would imagine. And mm. And off it went, becoming a thing. Yeah. So now now all the Aussies shout, everyone drinks. Well, everyone they're friends with anyway. Mm. You, you don't shout the bar. Well, you could. You could. If you, if you had enough money, I suppose you could shout yeah. the bar. And another what seems to be uniquely Australian drink is to pay your mate for his services in alcohol. In alcohol, yeah, true. That's, that's definitely a social thing that... Uh, we we do quite often. I don't mm. think uh, Australia's alone in that either. I'm pretty sure the um, the carton of beer to thank someone for helping you out with something is um, a thing they do in the states as well. Yeah, I, I think. Um, Let us know. Yeah, if if that's something that happens where you're from, I'm pretty sure it, it happens in in Russia with vodka. But yeah, if if wherever you're from, dear listeners, you uh, have received a bottle of some form of alcohol or a carton of something. In, in thanks or appreciation or as payment for something, let, let us know because that's uh, that's cultural thing to do with drinks and drinking and that's interesting. Hmm. We want to know. 
Yeah, if there's something that's unique to your, if there's something that's unique to your culture that we've missed, which let's be honest, we've missed an awful lot. Yes, we, we've largely talked about Australian drinking culture because we're Australian. Yeah, but if, yeah, if, the, if there's something that's uniquely, well, that's unique to your culture, let us know. Send us an email to a good drop at gmail.com. Yeah, and if if we hear from enough of you, we may do an entire episode on stuff from other cultures that you've sent in. Yeah. So, uh, of course, you can comment on our Facebook, which is a, a good drop podcast. Yep. And uh, while there's not an awful lot there yet, we are on YouTube, also as a good drop podcast. Mm, and we now have an Instagram, a good drop podcast. And you can find us on, it's not iTunes anymore, it's... Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts as a good drop all about alcohol. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us with that name on your favorite RSS uh, app, your favorite podcast app, or on the, the Podbean app. Yeah, and uh, as always, we are on a gooddrop.com.au. Yeah. So, it's been fun. Yeah, so our next episode will be uh, another blind taste testing, and we'll leave you in the dark about it until we upload it. Till then. Even you will be a blind taste test for the episode. <laughs> yeah, should be fun. So, until then, cheers. Cheers.